Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain. Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, Here's your host, Scott Payne. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Management Mastermind Podcast. So glad to have you guys back with us again for another episode. I'm so excited to have with me today's guest, Jimmy Ryan. Jimmy, how are you doing today? What's up, brother? So happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man. So excited to talk with you, talk shop. We go way back. We're going to kick it off. I want to do a little quick introduction of Jimmy. Jimmy's been in the business since 2007. One of the top retail loan officers that I know as far as lead management best practices goes. This guy is legit when it comes to how he manages his leads, what his strategies are, the relationships he builds with his, not only his customers, but also the real estate agency he worked with. So, Jimmy, really honored to have you on. You're also the host of a podcast now, Get It Done Podcast, right? Hey, brother, look, the honor is all mine. Thanks so much for having me on. And thanks for the kind words. And uh, yeah, I start a podcast. It's the Get It Done podcast. It, my team is Team Get It Done, and I'm at Fairway. And, you know, we, we interviewed some of the top thought leaders of the industry, but also realtors as well. And yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that, that's been what I've been up to lately. Uh, it's been definitely causing a big, you know, bunch of commotion. But uh, I'm, I really am. I'm humbled that you listened to it. And are quoting me with some of the people that I'm interviewing. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I listened to it and, you know, I actually was on Alex, Alec Hanton's podcast and referenced the podcast there as far as, you know, how prioritization, all of the different things loan officers should be thinking about every day. So yeah, great content. Keep it up. Great guest, man. You guys are killing it. How many episodes are you at now? We're about to, gosh, I, I honest to God, I'm looking at it like this. I'm not going to count or look back until I've done a hundred. Okay. But uh, I'm actually, I, I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll announce this on this. I'm actually doing Realtor Month in June, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna release one podcast every single day with one of the top realtors in my area. So stay tuned for that. But I think I have about thirty or so at this point. And basically, my biggest thing is persistent, consistent effort over time. That's gonna yield the results. And that's actually that's the quote that you, you quoted Phil Treadwell. It's something that I live by. And, you know, you're only going to get the results if you're consistent. You can't just do one big headliner and then hope that, you know, that's going to change your life. No, you got to do it consistently. So I'm going up a little, like little bit by little bit. And it's been an awesome ride. But yeah. look, we're talking about lead management here. And you're the expert on that. I'm a fan of yours, your podcast as well. I, I haven't missed an episode. And look, I always get ideas from it. Like, hey, you know, Scott, how, how can we implement this? How can we right. do this into so I'm really, yeah. really honored to be here. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, you're doing a realtor month. I'm actually doing a series right here with real with the retail loan officers, the traditional retail loan officers, who, you know, as I talked to Alec Hansen on his podcast, he would say, and I would agree that re, traditional retail loan officer thinks lead management is boring or it's not sexy, it's not something fun, right? You're not going out and, and mingling with real estate agents and doing that kind of stuff. You got to actually sit at your desk, pick up the phone, and call leads. So what I wanted to do from the podcast series is to bring on some of the top retail loan officers who have done both a mixture of working with a real estate agent, doing a lot of purchase, and focused on lead management along the way. And, and Jimmy, you're one of the top ones that I've worked with. So I'm so excited to have you on. And let's jump into that. Let's jump right into lead management. So 
you have, you know, as we, as we met about a year and a half ago or so, we started talking different ideas. You know, we spent hours on the phone our first time kind of going through how we wanted to build it out. But you had a couple set of core principles that you wanted to make sure were included in our setup. What are some of those top lead management best practices that you live by every day, you know, every month that are core to your business? Well, really, it's all about being first to contact the client and follow up with people. I mean, it really comes down to those two things. Do what you say you're going to do. You know, there's there's things that just should be simply understood with lenders. But what sets you really apart is by what do you say on that first phone call? So I think that anybody knows that, look, you got to be first to call it. You know, if you do the velocity, if you look at the Velocify study of like, hey, when's the best times to call? I find that it's in the morning uh, between 830 and nine and then late at night. But um, but get that first call session out before you you know do anything else. Yep. Uh, that's a core principle to me. I follow Dale Vermillion in that uh, sense where yep. it's like, look, you come into the office, you don't even open your emails. And that's the truth. And I didn't. You have to make your call session be the very first thing that you do, because if you do not if you open your email, if you check your voicemail, and Dale would actually fire people if they checked their voicemail. I what? I'm not that strict. I'm not that crazy with it, but um, I shouldn't say crazy. But like, look, that's like you do this, or, or it's not going to work. But look, it's the truth. If you come in and you check your voicemails, check your emails. What's in your emails? What's in your voicemail? Very, Problem. Very rarely, yeah. Very rarely, good news, right? It's always something that's going to kill your joy yeah. when you come into the office. You had your coffee, you're ready to go. I pick up the phone and I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm bringing energy and that's what you need. So when you call the phone, call somebody on the phone, I stand up, I get up out of my chair. I have the phone right to, I, I, I remember when I first started, for instance, uh, back in 2007, at the time, I didn't think it was a great thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, Dave Savage actually says this, any adversity that you overcome, I think is a good thing. It really makes me think. But basically, I was sent into the corner and, you know, here's some leads. Here's a phone. They didn't even give me a computer. They, yeah. I had to bring my own computer in. Actually, funny quick story about it is, is that I had a little laptop that um, it was a Toshiba laptop and it would overheat. So I'd be literally in the middle of an application, filling it all out. <laughs> it would just gone. It would just get out of there. And I had my, you know, my my phone in my ear. We didn't have a headset walking around. I had a phone like with a little like uh, foam thing to hold it up to your ear, uh -huh. so I could take the application. Poof! I'd be like, hey, um, you know, something went wrong. Can I call you back? So I'd have to take my little laptop. I put it in. We had we had a fridge that we shared with everybody. It was one of those little tiny fridges with the freezer on the top. I'd put it in the freezer for uh, a few minutes to cool it down, and then I would start it back up, and then and then get back going with it. Humble beginnings for sure, but but this is what I learned though. That none of that matters. What matters is is when you make a connection with somebody, that you actually make the connection. You build a relationship and you build value. And the way that I found that you do that is by identifying and listening to what it is that they want, and then mold your process to be whatever that is. Tell them what they want to hear. But the way that they're going generally is a train to inaction. It's a train to, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this, so maybe I'm just not going to do it. Maybe I'm gonna think about it a little bit more. Maybe I'm gonna wait till prices come down. I'm gonna wait till this, wait till that. And what I simply do is I call them out. You, you've seen my calls, oh, you know, Scott. Yeah. It's, it's basically all I'm doing the entire time 
is playing devil's advocate with them. I'm going back and forth with them. Okay, so how has this worked for you in the past? You've been renting for how long? Okay, for 10 years? Okay, it, like, like, listen, now's the time. You're on the phone with me for a reason. Right. What is that? Is that to take your next step? And every single time, here's what they're worried about. Steps eight, nine, and 10, but they're, they haven't gotten to step one. Worry about that later. What's your first step? It's filling out an application and here's how to do it. And then I go through with it. Yeah, by far, I mean, I've, I've sat with hundreds and hundreds of loan officers in my in my years. And, you know, I was a former loan officer myself. I've never heard such a good first call. I mean, I was just blown away at the attention to detail, the conversation, the relationships that you were building. Like, you know, by the end of the phone call, they were like your best friend, right? It was like you had made such a great relationship with them and it stuck. So what, what are some of this, like you mentioned, you know, kind of leading them to the water a little bit, but what... What are some key questions you're asking for someone who in that situation has been renting and they are looking to purchase a home? What are what are some questions that you're going to ask up front that's going to lead you to a better kind of chance of converting that lead from a lead management perspective down the road? Yeah, brother. And thanks again for those, those kind words. You know, it comes down to how you set it up. So we talk a lot about framing the conversation. So what you need to do is here, first off, how you say hello matters really matters yeah. how they say hello matters so if you get somebody to answer the phone and say hello or you get somebody that answers the phone and they say hello or you get somebody that answers the phone what do you want yeah that's going to come with a different thing and what you have to do is match it right away what do you want hey I'm, this is jimmy ryan i'm calling you at our scheduled time hello hello this is jimmy ryan i'm calling for our appointment yeah that's how you have to match. So you have to match that first. Love it. Then, then what you have to do, and, I, and look, I want to try to provide value to a lead caller on this. And that if it, this is my best stuff, what you have to do is you have to relate to them right away. Your first mission is to get them to not hang up on you. And that's yeah. tough because they're going to want to, because guess what? They have five other people calling them. And that yeah. was my first job calling lending tree leads, lending yeah. tree when banks compete, you win. And literally it's the commercial is like a banker, a broke banker coming to your doorstep, knocking on the door. And like, literally, that's the perception of who you are. So you got to take them off that right away and make make yourself into a real human. The best way to do that is to relate to them. How are you going to do that when you're on the phone? The best way is to relate about the weather. Yeah. This is just a, a good hack, a good cheat is, hey, how are you on this beautiful day? And say it just like that with energy, with passion and mean it. And guess what? It's okay. Well, Jimmy, what if it's a bad day? What if it's rainy outside? You know, what if it's like stormy? What if it's snowy? It's actually better that way. Tell them, hey, how are you on this? Well, I'd love to say beautiful day. It's the same thing, except you just put the little little bit of, you know, I, I'd love yeah. to say. And then guess what they do? They laugh at you. Yeah. And then guess what they do? If it's not, a, if it is actually a beautiful day, they say, oh man, I know it is. We're lucky to have this. Yeah. Okay. Great. Little banter, little banter. Okay. So we're on the phone for this. Yeah. So look, I got a request for some more information about, well, look, it doesn't really tell me your whole life story, but I got a request for more information about either buying a house or getting a mortgage. But you know, it, it, again, it doesn't really tell me everything. What is it that you're looking for? And I tiptoe around it. I kind of go on it like I'm super curious. I'm, oh man, I just, I don't know what you're looking for. Can, can you tell me? That's the way to do it. That's your way in. You got to first get them to not hang up on you. Come in with a ton of energy. Bless them on this beautiful day. 
and then ask them what it is that are they actually looking for in a way that gets them to engage. And then here's what you're going to find. They are going to tell you everything that you need to know yeah. right then and there. And then all you have to do is handle the objections that are set before you. And there's a lot, but uh, just to kind of start this off, I mean, that's, that's how I start a phone call. Yeah. And I would argue that you'll trip into a sale with, with just that first part. But the next parts are important as well. I could go into a lot of different things, but look, I've been talking to a lot, a lot, brother. Uh, no, this is what it's for. I'm interviewing you. And, you know, I think that the things that, that stood out, because I've heard it on the phone calls with you is the laughing part. I think that's a key part, right? And that's kind of just the relationship building part of it. The other part you mentioned a little earlier that I wanted to call out as well was that you said you stood up when you had these phone calls. Uh, I was actually listening to Dale Vermillion recently as well. And he had re- referenced that don't look at your computer screen when you're making that first phone call. You need to, as you're building that relationship, you need to stand up and look away or look out the window or do something so you're not distracted by things that come up on your computer. You have a much better relationship kind of building process there. Eventually, you might need to you know, get into the computer, start taking the application, whatever it might be. But the idea is that you want to start that conversation off. You want to smile. You want to be happy. You know, put that energy through the phone over to the, to the customer and, uh, you know, and not get distracted. There's so many distractions nowadays with your phone, cell phone, you know, a computer, that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of this too, like people are saying, maybe how, how does this lead management? But the key thing is, is you're, you're getting data out of them in a form of a conversation. And then you're taking that data and plugging it into your lead management system. That data then is used for a number of things down the road as good, you know, how you follow up a first time home buyer, you know, Jimmy, you're probably going to treat them a little different than someone who's bought seven homes, right? Can you talk a little bit about some of those data points you've found to be useful to at least extract in some way? Absolutely. So first off, most people that are going to apply online, here's what you, this is what you have to think about. What do you know about them already? They don't have a guy. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't have a guy. They don't have anybody to talk to. They're exactly who are they talking? I'm their guy. And and I legitimately, and I really mean this, and this is spoken from the most humblest I can, I can say it. I feel genuinely bad for them if they don't go with me. I genuinely feel that way. And that's why I, I, I felt like I was put on this earth to connect with you at this particular moment, at this particular time to save you from renting. So most of them are going to be first time home buyers. So you got to be really good at the first time home buyer, but it's a little bit different with the second time home buyer, but not much. Yeah. If they're, if they're super cocky, like hand buying a million dollar house, th- this and that, what I find is it's best to just go straight to the point with those types of people. Uh, that really demand that they're really demanding just go straight to the point that's what they want right but the majority of people the vast majority you need to treat them almost the same way the second time home buyer they're selling a house and buying a house now it's the first time for them and look i've been doing this for a long time genuinely i feel bad for them if they're not getting my advice my team's value so i identify are they first time home buyer and are they working with a realtor most of them will be first-time home buyer, and most of them will not be working with a realtor because if they were working with a realtor, the realtor will a lot of times refer. But if they are working with a realtor and they haven't been referred to a lender, you also know that maybe that realtor isn't the best or is easily, you can take them away and put them with, with one of your people. And I want to go back to this too. You, you mentioned here, why is, is, this, is this lead management? Well, what good is a lead if you don't convert it? Yeah. True. And what else, also, what good is a lead if you don't totally squeeze all the juice out of it? Right. So this is another thing, too. What happens when you get a, a lead on the phone? They don't have a realtor. They've never done this before and they need their handheld. How great is it to take that person, tee them up, teach them how to do this, get them a pre-approval letter, all that. But then you send them 
to one of your referral partners, one of your business partners. And it's not just realtors. Guys, this is you know uh, financial planners. Hey, you have $100,000 in the bank that you're doing nothing with. I need you to talk to my financial planner. You need to do something with this. There's little things that you can do with that, that you just plant little seeds along the way. And what you do is this, you tee it all up on, after they fill out an application, here's what I'm going to do. So you handle little objections, you're going to answer, you know, credit doesn't, you know, running your credit doesn't affect your score, all that stuff, all the junior stuff that you just got to figure out and get past. But after you're done, what you have to do is ask for the sale. And this is how you do it. I'm going to text you an application. It's super easy. It takes five, 10 minutes to fill out, maybe 15 if you're going slow and that's fine. You can do it at eight o'clock at night if you want. You can do whenever. It's literally going to be right on your phone. But after we do this, we're going to meet up. We're going to talk about all your numbers, all your options. I'm a subscriber to Mortgage Coach. So I'm always going to send them a, a total cost analysis or a rent versus own. Yep. And in a, in a consultation, we're going to meet up, talk about it. We're going to talk about all the options that you have and all the maxes of pre-approvals, all that stuff. And then we're going to set you up with a quality real estate agent to get you an accepted offer in this crazy market. So just so I can tell, and this is the key, your ask needs to be like this. Just so I'm just like letting the team know correctly is, you know, is this something like, I guess here, are you doing this like within the next like couple hours or is this right now? And I say it exactly like that. You have to say this with that power. Are you doing this? Like, I don't know. Is this like later on today? Is this like next couple hours? Are you doing this right now? Right. You know, you did a good job if they say, oh no, I'm already filling it out. Yeah. I'm already filling it out. And majority yeah. of the people are already filling it out or they're doing it. Yes, I am doing it right now. And here's the thing. If they say anything other than right now, you have a problem. You have a big problem. They're not committed. Yep. On a scale of one to 10, Mr. Customer, Mrs. Customer, if 10 is I'm buying a house any which way and zero is, man, even if you gave it to me for free, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you stand? If it's less than an eight, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell them just as simple as this. Hey, man, listen you're competing against nines and tens. And by the way, if you don't want to do this, that's okay. But all I got to ask is what's going to have to change to get you to a 10? Because that's what's required to buy a house in this market. Powerful. Yep. So again, like, look, you can push this out. You can push out to tomorrow, next week, next year. It could be 10 years down the road. You can pay rent the whole entire time. But I believe in with my heart of hearts that I was put on the phone with you today to get you to take action the way you are going. I know where it leads because I've talked to thousands of people. It leads to inaction. You are going to rent. I don't want that for you. I want you to own. And man, you're concerned about steps nine, 10, 11. Focus on step one. And that's completing this free application that all you have to do is put in your information. And guess what? We're going to call you and we're going to teach you all about it. We're going to talk to you about two, three, and four. Right. We're going to do it. But this is the thing. If you don't do that and you don't help them to identify what's standing in their way, which is, by the way, some fake thing in their mind, some some discouragement, some lie, whatever it is. And I get it. Like everybody struggles with it. My purpose on the phone with them is to handle their objection, handle their fear, confront it and then give them the way out. This is the way. Yep. And then if you do all that, you lead them to the water and they don't drink. I did my part. Right. I did my part. And I feel like and honestly, I feel bad for them because truly a lot of them are just going to rent. They're not going to do anything about it. And, and I'm kind of laughing over here because there's so many times I've sat with other loan officers out there who will, hey, you know, oh, you want to purchase a home? Okay, great. I'm going to send you a, my, my link to my app. Go fill it out. Cool. I'm moving on to the next one, right? 
the amount of dedication you're putting in these calls, right, and building the relationship pays. I can imagine so much dividends on you know your investment in the leads that you buy, the relationships that you build, the marketing you spend. You do a lot of marketing. You know, uh, just fascinating approach here because it's something that everyone needs to be listening to. And it may not be a loan officer who's listening to the call, but I have some executives listening to the call. And I would encourage them to go listen to the phone calls of some of their salespeople and see if they have this approach or not, or if they have the, hey, I'm going to send you my link approach. Right. I think I think Brian Covey says this. and I think you interviewed him on that. We have a tendency to uh, rule from our golden arm chair, you know, in our office, in our corner offices. You know how you can really identify if your team is doing this right? Why don't you go out on the floor and sit down and listen? Yeah, it wasn't Brian, but I talked to Alec about that as well. Is about, you know, actually go sit on the floor. Schedule time every month to go sit next to your salespeople and watch what they're doing. What are their struggles? What are their challenges? What are they not doing? You know, whether it's live coaching or, or, or a number of things to help, you know, help you listen to those phone calls live to give you that insight. Because I guarantee you, uh, for those executives listening right now, your loan officers are not doing this for the most part, uh, especially as it relates to purchasing, but all the people who are coming off of refi, you know, shooting fish in the barrel, rates are low. So now I've really got to like really work with the customer and hear their concerns and understand what they're looking for and get them to complete the application, right? And look, don't get me wrong. This isn't like you push a button and you and this happens. You don't just sit outside one time right. and it's fine. You have to train your people and it takes time. It, and it's not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But I think that that's what you have to do. You have to fail forward a little bit with it. And as someone that has failed quite a lot, a lot of I've gone down the wrong paths lots of times. I just figured out what didn't work. And I'm just staying away from that because I know that it's not going to work. And you got to invest in your people. You got to give them your time. You got to give them your effort. And if you don't, you're just not going to convert the way that you should. Every lead should go with you. That's like if you connect with them on the phone, you're either going to identify that they want to buy a house and they should work with you or they don't want to buy a house. Right. It comes down to that with me. And that's how that's just how you have to do it. Also, too, get them with a the realtor right away. Yeah. How about if they don't qualify, but you sent them the lead anyway and you sent them a text? Hey, actually, we just took the application. They don't qualify. I'm sorry. It's a touch point. And by the way, it's a here you go. I was thinking of you, but it didn't yeah. work out. Maybe just that little stupid thing that you did that didn't even work out. Maybe they think of you when they get a lead in the door. Now, don't do that all the time. Don't send them all denial, denied people. Don't no, get yeah, me wrong. Like strategy, but yeah. But, but you know, you want to get a realtor's attention, help them sell houses. You want to get a realtor's attention, get them people that want to buy. That's a great way. Yeah, amazing. Well, I was going to ask a question here to talk about your best purchase strategies, right? We've just gone through so many. I don't know if you have any left. I mean, but one thing I'll ask about maybe a little bit is, you know, we've talked a lot about lead management. We've done a lot of things from a lead management perspective. But so one thing that stood out for me is that you've really done a great job at, you know, not just following the lead actual management of it, but there's also the kind of what happens after the application's taken, right? Or what happens when they're done? There's the the process and everything you have set up there to track, has my TCA gone out? Total cost analysis gone out? Have I called and followed up with them? Talk about a little bit about your strategies there that lead management doesn't just stop at, at the application. It continues until, you know, what funding, right? And, and even down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm blessed to work at a branch where uh, we're pretty much out of it from contract to close. And I think that that's just a needed thing in, in any retail environment. You really got to be out of it. You can't be putting out fires every, every day. Uh, you got to have a team that manages that. But on the sales side of things, yeah. So once we get an application in the door, we're trying to call them within a few hours. A lot of times we even tell them like it should be within three hours, but a half hour is certainly what we're trying to do. 
We run the credit, put it together. A lot of times they don't send us documents. Sometimes they do. But regardless, we're going to call them, structure the file, ask all the questions that we need. Because, look, the online app isn't going to get you everything. It'll identify for you if this is just 100% not going to work. And that's really what you're looking for right away. But then you want to identify, is there anything else that might not want to make it work? Request all the documentation. And then on that same phone call that you're sending a pre-approval letter out, you're also setting up a consultation to meet up with me for a 30-minute to an hour consultation. I always block 30 minutes after the 30-minute because sometimes people need more than that. And then I just set them up in Calendly, which, by the way, there's a lot of ways that you can integrate that within, within your CRM. And it's just as simple as I just I, I do a Zoom with, with everybody and we talk about all their options. And I just I literally I just go through step by step. And I want to that's not really unique or groundbreaking. But in this market right now, I'm also telling them how to get an accepted offer. And I think that this could be of some value to to anybody listening. I'm teaching them about the market now. I'm not waiting till they look at a house and don't get in. I'm not waiting till they make an offer and don't get it. I'm telling them flat out right away, there's going to be 30 offers on this house. And, and again, if I didn't ask them up front what their commitment level is, I'm asking them right now. Yeah. Listen, an eight ain't going to cut it. You're competing against nines and tens. You're dealing with people that have literally put on a month to month on their lease last year. It's coming up on a year. They're, about, they're considering signing a lease again or buying a house. They're going all in. Yep. That's who you're competing against. So what are you going to do? So what I'm showing them is, look, if you add $5,000 to your purchase price, it changes your payment 20, 25 bucks. Yep. It's not a big deal. Buy what you want. Also, seller paid closing costs. How does that work? You know, there's all sorts of little things that we put in. How, did, how does the contingencies work? How to be first and how to work with a great agent. And I think all along what I'm doing too, and this is just a great segue to really just branding, which I think is something that, you know, we want to get into yeah. is I ask them who are they working with? And, and, and I, I tell them after I give them the step, the average real estate agent sells two and a half houses a year. 50% of agents have sold zero houses in the past 12 months. Which one are you working with? Right. And then they're like, uh, duh, I don't even remember their last name. Uh, you know, I don't even know this. I don't even know that. They don't know who they're working with. Right. They're just, they're set up on a search with somebody that's giving it to free because they put in their online information and literally the agent hasn't even called them yet or connected. They're just right. sending it to them for free. And look, I know agents that do that and are successful doing that. It's no, no offense to these people. Sure. Do what you do. But here's the thing though. You set yourself up to have a person like me call them and say, hey, listen, if you have no relationship with them, this is what I know. If you're working with an agent that is not in the top percentages of people, if you're working with an agent that is not experienced, what do you think the listing agent is looking at when they look at your offer, what do you think they're looking at? They are looking at what stands out. I have 30 offers. Right. This one's from someone who hasn't sold real estate in, in 12 months. This person has sold two houses for in their entire career. Oh, look at this one. They sold 20 houses in the past year. Oh, look at this. They're pre-approved with Jimmy Ryan. Oh, with Team Get It Done. Oh, I've heard, I've heard he's got a great podcast. Oh, whatever it is. And yeah. let's, let's just say that they don't know that. If they Google me, there you go. what are they going to find? Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as they're going to Google you. They probably won't because they just have all that stuff. A lender's a lender in, in regards to what a listing agent is, is, is looking at. But they look at all of that. And I just tell the client very simply, you need to work with the right people or it's not going to work. What makes you stand out? And just it, people will go with you or not for the stupidest of reasons. I told this story actually to you um, off recording. But I met a guy at a party one time. 
And I just told him, you know, we just, we just became friends. He was, he never, he didn't own a house and he was a veteran. Well, he reached out to me just because I met him and said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at houses. I'm looking to get pre-approved. Okay, great. Slam dunk deal, $300,000 VA deal. I've refinanced him twice. It's a million dollars of deals. I met him at a party. Why did I get it? He liked me. It's kind of a stupid reason. If you really think about it, truly, like I didn't go hustle. I didn't call a hundred leads. I didn't like do something really difficult and hard. All I did was I showed up. I was, I was a friend to him and, and, and it, that worked out for me. Same thing on the listing side. Why are they going to go with you or not? Do they know you like you trust you? Do you have a good brand? I do work at fairway, which is a great company. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I, a lot of times I, I get, I get deals just because it's a fairway pre-approval. It's nothing to do with Jimmy Ryan at all. But if they know who I am, if they know about the Get It Done podcast, and this is another thing too, it's team get it done. Whose team are you on? You know? And look, not to say, look, well, I don't have team get it done. So what am I going to do? Brand yourself. Look, I'm going to get this done. And and, and I have a great reputation. And I'm going to set you up with the people that also have great reputations so that this actually happens. I love it. The question about the Zoom videos, or sorry, Zoom calls. Are you getting on video and turning the video on with the clients? Brother, if you don't, you're missing the boat. Yeah. See? Another thing too, look, look at too. the camera. Look at the camera. Don't look yeah. at the at the screen. Here, do you oh, have a connection sorry. with me hey. right now? I know, right? No, I'm just tell- no, I'm just telling you. I'm no. Look, yeah. this is how people mess it up, but it's okay. Like everybody does this. Look, it's a digital age. If I'm looking at at at, at the screen right now, are you even listening to me? Does it make sense? Right. But how about now? How about if I talk to you and tell you something actually important as I'm looking straight at the at the camera? If I'm telling you this like this, we are building a relationship. We have credibility. If you have sunglasses on and you can't see your eyes, it's kind of like, am I really seeing the real you? Am I really actually communicating to you? Am I getting to know you? If you look away, you're not going to connect. If you look straight at them and give them advice, that's really all you need. They're going to know who you are. They're going to see that you're not BS. You actually care about their transaction and this actually happening. And they're, they're going to know you, like you, probably. Hopefully, they like you if they're sitting through a, a presentation with you. They're going to trust you because you're delivering value. And if you have all those things, they're never going to leave you. I love it. The nationwide lenders that I work with, right? I'm like, turn on the camera. Get on Zoom. Show your screen. But build that relationship face-to-face. I know that face-to-face is going to drive your conversion rate up. So why not use the camera? as best you can. Hey, also you can maybe buy a second home in sunny Florida, you know, sunny Southwest Florida. Yeah, and maybe right. you could, you could you literally work in, in paradise. And that, and that's literally like all of our, all of our, our consultations are on zoom. I think a lot, the majority of people are that way, but people are still doing it on the phone. Yeah. You know, it just, that's just not the right way. And this is the thing too. People think, Oh man, nobody's going to work on zoom. Nobody's going to do it on zoom. I will prove you wrong. Yeah. Every single person that we work with gets a zoom call. It's the, it's, it's the tiny fraction of the people that require meeting up face-to-face, that require doing it not on Zoom. And look, I'm going to quote Barry Habib on this. Not everybody's your customer. Not everybody's your customer. If it's so hard to get them in the door, listen, I really do feel bad for them. I really do. But maybe this ain't going to work. And, And people a lot of times kill themselves trying to get every single person in the door. And then they don't focus on the people that they actually like to work with that aren't energy sucks. Right. And uh, and that's Dale Vermillion too. I'm quoting a lot. I'm quoting a lot of different people. Today. Yeah. I heard Dale speak yesterday and I'm still fired up from it. You know, I know, the, right. Dale effect, you know, wears off after about a week or so. I'm interviewing him and I'm really looking forward to it because I've yeah. taken a lot. I, I've taken lending tree university, like literally 
I was like, oh, I don't want to take this. I don't want to really learn, le learn all this stuff. You know, I'm an expert. I'm, I'm a young, cocky kid. And then I listened to him talk. I'm like, this guy talks just like me. And he's <laughs> he better than me. He is yeah. better than me. Yeah. And like, and he just got the principles all laid out. And I, anyway, we, we could talk about Dale Vermillion for another 20 minutes. But yeah, we have a whole episode. But let's talk about your podcast for a minute as we wrap up, because, you know, you really come out of your shell. When we first met, you hadn't started yet. You know, we talked about mine a little bit, but you had, you know, aspirations to get one started and get going. You've, you've gone all out and have an amazing guest, great content. I've got a lot from it. Talk a little bit about why you started the podcast, kind of what got you over that hump of actually doing it. So what are some success stories you've had out of it since starting? I think it comes down to my belief system of where I think the industry is going. So I think that in the next five years-ish, the real estate industry, mortgage industry, insurance, financial planning, it will be unrecognizable. And that's I, that's stealing that for a little bit from Dave Savage, who also thinks the same thing. I'm, I'm using some of his words there, but I believe this to be true. Here's what is going to happen. Hey, Siri, what, how are the rates at Fairway looking today? Hey, Siri, tell me about Team Get It Done. Hey, Siri, who's this Jimmy Ryan guy? Or it's your Amazon Alexa. Alexa, what are rates looking like today? Hey, can I get a 30-year fix with a side of PMI? That's what they're going to do. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be a push notification. When you get a delivery of Amazon at your, at your front door, it's going to be the yellow ring on your little echo. It's going to be the same exact thing. That is where it's going. It's going to voice, and it's going to how are people actually going to reach out to you. It's all going to change. And I think that it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a rude awakening. I think that a lot of people are just going to fizzle out. I can appreciate the belly to belly, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that the old school is. But I'm telling you this, if you did it the same way in 1998 and in 2008 and 2018, that might have made you a 20-year run on that. Man, by 2028, it ain't going to be the same. It's going to be 100% different. And so I believe that to be true. Yep. And because I believe that to be true is part of my reason for starting the podcast. How, how am I different? How am I setting myself up so that I'm attracting the top people? Most loan officers, this is the old school. You call 40 realtors on a Monday and you set up coffees and lunches with them. And here's what those lunches ta are, are, are talking about. Here are my rates. Here are my costs. Here are my fees. Here are my programs. Here's a little bit about my company. Work with me. Send me leads. Yep. I'm sorry, but that ain't going to cut it anymore. Why should I? Why should I? Really though, why? I have a line out the door of, of, of mortgage loan officers that want to take me out to coffee. And I, look, look, I'm guilty. I've called. I've done it. I've done the calls. Right. I have done it. Sorry, I've done it. But I hated it. Why? It's fake. You're literally one of the thousand other people. Now when I call people, Scott, this is the best way that I can describe it. When I call a realtor, they answer the phone. Truly. Why? Because it's they know that I'm not going to be messing around with all that stuff. Jimmy might be calling you to invite you on the podcast. Jimmy might be inviting you to the you know modern real estate modern uh, real estate summit. Mm -hmm. Jimmy might be actually talking to you about something that's real and not something that's yeah. that everybody else does. So it gives me something different to talk about. It's a great uh, attraction of the right people too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because I know a lot of people will they'll call 40 realtors, but are they 40 of the right realtors? Right. The other thing too, my guests, thanks for mentioning my guests. I, I really do. I, I've had top quality guests, like number one realtor in Wisconsin and just some other really top, qual top quality people, but in the mortgage industry as well, 
But real estate agents particularly, man, I've gotten to know these people. I interview them and basically what I'm doing is I'm having the type of conversation that I have with people one-on-one. And if you can't tell, I go straight to the real. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I can't, I can't have the facade. We're going to go deep. If we're, we're either going to work or we're not. And that's not for everybody, by the way. Uh, but honestly, not everybody's my customer. Not every realtor is my, is my customer. I want to have a real relationship. Actually, actually, back in the day, I used to hate realtors. Truly guilty. I was. I would sit on the phone all day and call because I was, I think, cocky about it, that I could get anybody to apply with me and I could just control it consumer direct. But I tell you what, when you start adding the realtors to it and you have a good lead management system after the fact that actually converts and actually makes it happen and you have a real relationship, you talk to them for an hour, man, that's that's a fire relationship and that's just what you want. And just one quick thing to finish on it. Yeah. I learn something every time I interview a realtor. Sure. I learn something every time I interview anybody. But why though? I'm not, I have no agenda. I'm actually genuinely trying to learn about them and interview them and, and listen to them. And brother, you've been great at listening to me. Just, just go at it. You're but amazing. like, but that's just what you have to do. You want to listen right. to how people are, seek, seek to understand them. And if you do and you hear them and you actually genuinely connect, that's a relationship that I want to have. That's a relationship that's going to last. And guess what? You don't even have to be the best price. You don't have to even have the best products or service or whatever it is. They're just going to work with you because of you. They like you. They're going to be like, exactly. I want to work with Jimmy Ryan. And that's what it comes down to. And it's cool. It's cool having a podcast too. I got to say, it's not even work. It's, it's seriously, it's, it's fun. I interviewed Barry Habib and he, I asked him, are you ever going to retire? He's like, Jimmy, I'm not, I'm not going to retire, but, but it's because I, I feel like I don't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. I don't work. All I do, I like, but he does, he hustles. He researches sure. every single day. He does, he puts in the work. You got to actually provide value. It's it not just like, work. exactly. Right. But, but the thing is, is that that to me is fun. That to me is really where it's all at. And if you can find something that you do that isn't real work, it's, it's like, you're just having great conversations, man. All I have to do is get on get on a camera, get on a Zoom, hit record. I, I hit record, but I'm pressing play also. Right. This isn't hard. Have fun, play loose. Another Dave Savage quote that, yeah. that that's what I live by. Let's have fun. Let's play loose. We prepared. We know what it all is. We're always a little bit nervous before we hit record. Sure. But it's fun. And once you yeah. get past the first couple pieces of it, it's something that's truly fulfilling. Awesome. Have you ever done a live podcast recording yet? As far as like um, in person, I guess maybe not because you started after the world shut down, but that's something I would recommend for anybody out there that's looking to do is go to a trade show and take some recording equipment with you and podcast in front of other people and record. That's when you can really like, you know, one, it's not, it's a lot of fun, but two, like from the branding side, lots of people are seeing it um, and that kind of stuff. So I think there's lots of people out there who should consider it in some capacity. You know, it's done well for me. My, my buddies though joke with me that they listen to the podcast, but only at night when they're trying to go to sleep, they use it to help them go to sleep at night. So that's going to change today, Jimmy. We're going oh, to. That's going to. Yeah, that's going to change today. You're not listening to mine and going to sleep. I'm telling right. you right now. This is what listen. This one to listen to in the morning. I actually I I consume while I take a walk. Uh, yeah. I, I consume podcasts when I take a walk or when I'm you know doing something more more active. It's passive listening to me. Yeah, I mean I, I consume just as much as I create. Yeah. It's another uh, Dave Savage. He's fifty fifty with it, and and that's that's great to live by because that's the other thing too. You don't want to. I want to constantly be improving my, my, my craft. That's why I originate. I'm not just going to retire and be some podcaster. 
I want to be in the field, in the trenches. Otherwise, your content is going to get stale. It's going to get old. And there's plenty of old, you know, loan officers still out there speaking or whatever that don't have relevant information to today. Why? Because they didn't stay in it. They didn't stay relevant. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, I'm so glad you were able to join. It's such so much fun. Great conversation. I'm excited for you to share some of your stories and uh, and best practices with our listeners. So thanks again for taking the time. Hey, brother, honored to be on. You have a great show. Um, and if I if if I can pitch the show a little bit, write Scott a five star review. If you took any review, any uh, value from today, uh, you know, the best way to say thanks to, to him is a, to write a write a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And, and yeah, uh, I, you'll see mine on there. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm a regular listener of, of what you're doing. And hey, I just want to thank you, Scott, for the value that you're providing to the industry. There's not a lot of people that are actually providing this real, real type of value. I just want to thank you, man. You're doing a great job. Awesome, Jimmy. Appreciate the kind words. Thanks for joining us. Hope to have you back soon. We're going to have a repeat guest before we know it. So we'll bring back on in the future. Thanks again, Jimmy, for joining the show. Thanks, brother. All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management strategy and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.